0: Hello, 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 and thank you for tuning in to this podcast channel from Wick Weave the Number Two Natural Hair. I am your host, Natural Keisha. And this podcast channel can be followed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at from Wick Weave the Number Two Natural Hair. Today we have a special guest. Guest, can you introduce yourself a little background about yourself and the type of business you perform? Hello
1: there, Um, my name is Latasha Perry. I am the owner and creator of the line for Kids Like Mine. Um, I'm an author of six books, and uh, for Kids Like Mine, it was created with the books uh, first, and then eventually we branched out and we now have dolls and other things that um, feature African American kids doing positive things.
0: Wow, that is so great. Because more kids do need to read, first off, and it's also great to have a a doll that looks just like them. Absolutely, yes, yes. What got you interested in this field? So, um,
1: honestly, I've I've been uh, writing
0: for just
1: forever for years and um but i never really thought about making um a living off of it or anything you know it was just something that i naturally always enjoyed doing um fast forward um to my adult years and my high school sweetheart and i is getting married and we have five children we had two boys first, and then we had our first daughter. And I think that's when I really, um, my perspective be- began to change. And I'm embarrassed to say that it took for me to have a daughter, but, um, you know, reading books to my sons, you know, it was a different experience because, you know, Books for boys include, you know, dinosaurs and trucks and that type of thing. And so I didn't really pay attention to the lack of diverse books that were available to African-American children when I had my daughter. And that was when I really began to pay attention because the books that I was reading to her, the books were empowering, but none of the characters in the books looked like her. And so um, I was like, oh, wow, this is a problem. Um, And then, you know, I began to think about some of the books that I read and some of my favorite books that I read growing up and realizing none of those books had characters in them that were a reflection of me. And so um, I thought, yeah, we probably need to do something about that. Um, And so my daughter was, we put her in a ballet class and some kids, and it was a predominantly white. In fact, she was the only black girl in the class, and then there was another girl in the class, and she was biracial. But um, so my daughter wore two big curly Afro puffs in her hair, and she got not necessarily teased, but a little girl asked her, why are you wearing your hair like that? And Why does your hair look funny? And so when we picked her up from class, she told us, She didn't want to go back to the class anymore. The kids were mean. And when she told us what happened, that's when I knew. I was like, okay, yeah, we got to do something about this. And I wrote my first book um, that was published in 2015, Hair Like Mine.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: So that's where it all began.
0: Wow. And it's a great thing you wrote that book because a lot of kids... Well, just to say, the world is uh-huh. going natural. And now we're having or teaching our young kids about natural hair. And uh-huh. a lot of them might look at it as being nappy-headed, and they uh-huh. probably don't want to face the world with their hair uh-huh. looking like that instead of uh-huh. having the chemicals in it. So it's yeah. great thing you wrote that type of book because a lot of kids... um get bullied social yeah. bullied, or yep. just get talked about and they decide they don't want to go back to class or wherever they was because someone is talking about them very badly but that gives them that education there by reading that book that mm-hmm. you have to accept yourself, this is you, you're beautiful no matter yep. what anyone else say, you're beautiful Yep. The hair that grows out of your head is beautiful. That's so it's right. teaching them to accept themselves. Right. So it's right. a good thing you wrote that book because a lot of kids need to read that book if they're having problems accepting how they look.
1: And I think a lot of it is because um they see the adults in their life that haven't accepted themselves for how they look. And so and that was a big thing when I gave birth to my daughter was um, that was when my journey began. And so I've been natural 10 years now um, and she'll be 10 this year. But I I was like, I can't um, preach to her about self-love and then not be a reflection of that myself. And so, you know, I had to take a real good look at myself and,
0: and make sure I was practicing what I was preaching. You are so correct, that self-love is a big word. Self-love becomes self-education, mm-hmm. self-confidence. It just keeps on going with self in front of it. Yeah, You are totally right about older examples accepting themselves and self-loving themselves, and then it carry on to the little bitty ones that look yep. up to us and yep. see us doing the same thing, and they know mm-hmm. to do it awesome. You're right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, how did you come up with the name of your books? Cause I heard you say you had more books. Yes, oh. yes. So they're all—it's
1: a series, and they all have like mine following them. Um, you know, it's funny because when when I decided that I was going to write the book, um, I had no idea. Wow, what i was gonna i i knew for sure i did not want um the word nappy in the title because you know i because be, before i wrote my book the day that the incident happened at her ballet class we came home and we searched for books online that talked about um you know, kids' books that talk about curly hair or natural hair, and and a lot of the titles that I found out they made me uncomfortable. I didn't I didn't like a lot of you know some of the titles. Like um, Happy Nappy was one of them, and um, there was another title I wasn't I just wasn't comfortable with it. And I don't necessarily even consider the the term nappy um, negative. It's just, it has been turned into a negative term. But, um, so I knew I wanted to find, um, I wanted my book to have a title that was, you know, that was more empowering. Like, hair like mine. Hair like mine is is fine, just like hair like yours is fine. And so I think that's what I was aiming for with the title, that went, just saying the title in itself felt empowering to the reader.
0: Yes. So very true. Just like beautiful Chrome, you know, that's your mm-hmm. beautiful Chrome. You never takes it off, you know. And here yep. the word like you said, nappy or happy being nappy. Just yeah. that beautiful crone, yes. Yep, <laughs> yep,
1: yep, exactly.
0: So, tell me more about your books.
1: So, um, like I said, there's six in the series. The first one that was released was Hair Like Mine, and then following that was like mine and then there's a hair like mine coloring and activity book then we have imagination like mine which is my absolute favorite out of the series Um, and then we have dreams like mine which is a coloring and affirmation book and then the latest book is baby like mine and so each one is, um, is near and dear to me for you know certain for just a different reason um here like mine like i said just empowering little girls to um love their hair as it is but also um educating girls that have a different type of hair than ours that our hair is also okay so i you know this wasn't just for black girls this this book is for everybody so because we need to educate everybody that we should all be allowed to be comfortable in our own skin and so um that was my you know my purpose with hair like mine, skin like mine it was also so in the book skin like mine we um well i i compare skin tones to different desserts and so again i just i want the purpose of my books are to be light-hearted but impactful And so they're, they are, they are rhyming and it's a lot of repetition and it's fun to read the book. But also, you know, my hope is always that once people read the books, they won't leave the same way they came. I, you know, I always pray that, that, that an impact was made by reading these books. And although they're just short, they're short books, but I hope that they're, and they're you know powerful enough to make a lasting impact. And that's what they seem to have you know done is the the feedback that I've received. And so imagination like mine, like I said, it, it's my favorite just because it's just reminding little girls to to dream big, but also never losing sight in who you are. And so while we can imagine being all the things that we can in the whole world, there's nothing better than being you. So everything that you can imagine, yourself being you were born with all of that inside of you it's just a matter of you know bringing it all out and um the coloring books so again it's just a matter of going into the stores and not seeing coloring books that had little kids on them that looked like my children and so um that's where the coloring books came from and with the dreams like mine um, the, the book is different occupations that this little boy is imagining himself being. But also, after every coloring page, there's an affirmation reminding yourself that you are enough, everything you, you need, you already have inside of you, those types of things. And then with Baby Like Mine, it was just a, an ode to the, the black family structure. Um, because I think that society and media and television gives us a different definition of what the black family look like. And although the black family looks many ways, um, I wanted to just remind people that there are still black homes that are striving with a mother and a father that are present in the home with children and there's love. And um, that was my main thing with that
0: book, so. The, the short version of all of them. That is all fantastic, especially with the affirmations, because I even have some on my mirror that mm-hmm. I have to put. Mm-hmm. There. And Me too. I Me too. know that I'm going to go get in the mirror to clean my face or look at myself. Mm-hmm. So I can always go back and read that and self love. Yes. And myself yes. And build my self confidence. So that's yes. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. My hat off to you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Why is it important for a child to learn to read?
1: You know, I tell the uh, so I do a lot of school visits in um, in inner city schools mm-hmm. and. One of the questions that I ask the children are do you guys do you guys like reading?" and it's so heartbreaking to see so many of them say no and And so I've been doing this since two thousand and fifteen, and one of the things that i I've come to terms with is that I don't think that it's necessarily that the kids don't enjoy reading. I think it's that they don't enjoy what they have. Um, to read so the options in the schools that's that's what it is. they haven't been introduced and in, they haven't been introduced to the right materials once you put books in front of kids that they can relate to i think that their idea of what reading looks like will change um but i tell them it's so important to read because that's where your power lies i have a a shirt that I sell on my website and it says reading is my superpower and that's what I try to you know I emphasize not just to the kids out there that I go see but just in my own home I try to remind my children reading is your superpower all the secrets that we are looking for they are hidden in books and so you can unlock uh, unlock a lot of doors by the knowledge that you gain Doing your reading, and so um, that's the biggest thing that I always tell kids. A lot of secrets are hidden, bo- hidden in books, and so the way you find out those secrets is by reading your books.
0: So, yeah, and I we, like we're a big reader too. About the superpowers, you know, every kid mm-hmm. always say they have superpowers. You know, like yep. Spider Man, Batman, yep. and etc. They learn about yep. the superpowers. <laughs> yep. Yep yep, that's right. That's right. And that's what I tried
1: to tell him. That's no, there's no superpower greater than reading now.
0: Uh The benefits of reading out loud. What are they?
1: Gosh, I think that, you know, it takes me back to being in school and, um, being nervous because you, you don't want to be judged for, you know, maybe mispronouncing a word or, um, not understanding what it is you're actually reading, but I feel that reading out loud definitely builds self-esteem. It, it builds your self-esteem and the more that you do it, the more confident you become in your um, ability to read and not only just to read, but to capture an audience. Um, so what we'd like to do um, at home is we make the the older ones read to read aloud to the younger ones, hmm. and and it just and you can see that it builds it builds their confidence. You know, for one, it feels good when you are when you talk out loud and you when you have the floor and people are listening to you. And so that it makes you feel good. But then, like I said, too, the more that you read, the more confident you become in pronouncing the words and saying them out loud. And it becomes um, more second nature to you because to some reading out loud feels really foreign. And so the more that you practice it and the more
0: that you do it, the more, you know, comfortable you become with it. Yes, most definitely right, because a lot of kids would keep quiet and won't even tell you that they're struggling with a word. Yep, it's only that's right. going to find out that they're struggling with whatever. That's it right. By you out. are right. Mhm. Absolutely. Do you read out loud to kids?
1: I do, all the time, all the time. Every time I go to a school visit, we read out loud. Um since we are on this this lockdown, I've done um story time live. So the parents can come to my page and then just click it, and I post the videos if they miss the story time live, so they can just go right to it and um, click the videos, and, and I'm reading the books right out loud to the kids for them. And um, like I said, I do it in my own home, not as much as I used to, though, because I that's a job for my older kids now. I make the older kids read to the younger kids. So it's, it's definitely something that's
0: stressed in our household. Awesome. Now you have the superpower. (laughs) Oh, listen, it's a a chore too, (laughs) but I love it. Exactly. Reading is fundamental. I love it. Yes. How can we connect the book to their life experience, to their own life experiences?
1: So. One thing, um, when I first wrote Hair Like Mine, I initially thought, I'm making this book for black girls. This is for black girls. I'm going to empower all the black girls. And after they read this book, they will feel comfortable about their hair. They don't love their hair. And I was so shocked at the amount of non-black moms that have approached me and say, We have your book here like mine, and it has been so fundamental in helping shape my daughter and how she looks at herself. And I was like, whoa, oh, okay. And so the more and more it happened, you know, it was white moms, Asian moms. I mean, just moms from all types of walks of life. And I realized, wow, this book was helping um, not just black girls, but all little girls to feel confident in themselves and so thinking back to a time that you were in school and you know maybe you were comparing yourself to another girl because she had something what you thought was better than what you have and realizing what she has is what she has and it's beautiful but what i have is what i have and it's beautiful too and so that's what I try to you know, when I talk to the kids, I try to bring it back to everyday life. Um, we all have something that we're uncomfortable you know, we wish we could change about ourselves. And this this is to these books are to change your perspective and realize what you have somebody else wish they had. And so in the end, just we all made different and that's what makes us all beautiful. Yeah, most definitely.
0: Why is it important to ask questions when reading? I
1: think it's important because you want to make sure that your your reader understands the material. A lot. Sometimes you have readers who um will skim through books. Especially because, you know, they've learned the sight words and the books and those kind of things. So they can open up the book, see the the words on the pages and just skim through them real quick. And then you can ask them, what was the book about? And then they can't even tell you. And so it's so important to make sure that the kids um, understand the content that they're reading. And then, you know, ask questions to help them possibly relate it to um, a situation that maybe they had in their own lives or someone else that they know.
0: Yes. I was always told from elementary school, a closed mouth never gets fed. So after that, I said, forget the closed mouth. I'm going to start to ask him questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because <laughs> you already know in order to eat, these days we're going to use a fork spoon and what we have to do we have to open our mouths in order that's right that's right absolutely absolutely what book or series do you hope and pray will be turned into a movie or a TV show one day
1: as my own <laughs> 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 you know and you know my my daughter say I always say, mommy it would be so great wouldn't it be so great if we could turn the TV on and, and see uh see our books on on the TV I'm like it sure would baby it would and and I love that you know we are seeing more cartoons um with black kids in them but we need more cartoons where everybody is black on the cartoon i mean because our kids just because our kids just need to see it and it shouldn't be where you have um you know 100 cartoons and all of that 100 maybe two is um, majority black. And then maybe 10 have a black kid sprinkled here and there. We need some cartoons where our babies can turn them on and see the mama, the daddy, the friends. Everybody is black on, on the cartoon. Like the Proud family. We need some more Proud families.
0: Yes, most definitely. What do you think attracts kids to a book?
1: I definitely believe when you're when you're talking about kids books and even adults adult books but kids books the cover is everything I think that cover is um number one in in attracting them and then uh, I would say the title is a is a close second but um that that image on the front is everything because it could be the difference between a kid picking it up or passing it over.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you prefer old books or new ones? I, I like older books. I
1: do. Um, a friend of mine, she's an author, and uh, her illustrations remind me of books when we were little kids, and I love, I love those. Um, but I also love the. Um, the old books anyways, just, um, they just see the messaging in them and all of that. I, I, am a fan of, of older books because, um, uh, even older cartoons, these new, all this new age stuff, I'm like, they, they doing too much. I like it simple. So, um, that's, that I think I would prefer older books over newer.
0: What book can you recommend to me for my little child? Uh that is suffering from accepting themselves.
1: How old?
0: Nine years old.
1: And skin or hair? And both. So I would say um, hair like mine and skin like mine have been the feedback that I have received from, and and, and it's something about that age, that nine-year-old that... That nine, I think maybe it's the awareness, maybe it's heightened at their age because I've had a ton of moms lately and a few dads too, but a ton of moms just to come and say, we have been reading your books. I had a mom contact me from Chicago and um, she sent me an email and her daughter, she will, she was eight, but she was going to turn nine in a couple of months, but she was saying, they had been reading hair like mine and skin like mine and um how the books were just it it were they were helping to develop these conversations that are hard to have um and she said they would read the book and then they talked about you know what's making her daughter feel uncomfortable and and what's happening in the schools and um she was just letting me know that the books really gave her daughter a different perspective and helped her out a lot and realizing that she was beautiful just the
0: way she was. Mm-hmm. And you know another thing that oh, that is a hard time for a lot of um, young kids or should I say elementary kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to accept? And even when they get in middle school, too, it's hard for them to accept it, too. Yes, um, it is. The way they keep growing, like yep. some of them might yep. have uh, overbite. Yep. Yep. It's hard for them to accept that. And then they stop caring and start thinking they're ugly. Yeah. And that's that self-love again. Yep. That's confidence. Yep. Yep. Yep, I totally agree. It's
1: a life hard, and and social media. I, the, you know, these kids are so young, and they're able, you know, they're able to get social media pages, and that's why we haven't allowed it for our younger ones. Now, our old, our sons, our older sons are, um, seventeen and uh, fifteen, so they have social media, but um, our our nine-year-old, she wants, oh, can I get an Instagram page like my friends? And it's like, no, no. It is because it's so much. And it's hard for adults, you know? And so we try to even talk to our boys about just looking at social media and making sure you're not internalizing what you see and comparing yourself to others. Because I think that social media, it it can be very draining Uh and not just on kids. It's hard for adults to... Look and see someone else
0: doing better than they are, or what we think is better, anyways. It can take you into a depression. It, it can. Anxiety mode. It can. Uh, so yep. You, you can need a break no from it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So well, sometimes it's always good to turn off some of those notifications that oh. you won't be getting those alerts. You know,
1: Absolute. at the time are well, trying to just. Oh, I agree. Yep. Yep. That's why I, I, you know, I'm a. I'm often late responding to um, inboxes and DMs because I take breaks from social media. I take breaks from it. You know, we all need to.
0: And your eyes will be so grateful for it. (laughs)
1: Yes,
0: (laughs) yes. Do you prefer nonfiction, fiction, short stories, or novels?
1: Right now, I am into... um, Like, I I enjoy, like, reading about horoscopes and, um, so I guess that would be more in the genre of nonfiction. I I like a lot of, like, self-help type, but more of, like, people on a spiritual journey. I like those types of books.
0: Yeah. What genres do you love?
1: Um, hmm... (laughs) <laughs> it's hard to choose. Growing up though, my favorite, my absolute favorite was like thriller. Um thrillers. I loved, loved, loved reading. Um are you familiar with R. L. Stein, the the Fear Street? Um the they had a whole series of books called uh, Fear Street and it was by an author R. L. Stein. I love, 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 love that was to me what really, really um I wouldn't say inspired me to write, but it sure enough gave me even more of a push. Like, oh my gosh, I love his writing. I would love to be able to write books like he writes.
0: No, not familiar with that. Oh, I, yeah, okay, okay. It some Stephen King. Okay, okay,
1: okay.
0: Because you know, all his books had movies behind it. Sure did, sure <laughs>
1: did. Yep, yep. <laughs>
0: yep. Do you judge a book by its cover? Oh,
1: I do. I'm not going to lie. But I've learned that with adult books, um, maybe I won't say I judge the book by its cover, but more so by the title. I think titles are important. And so you want to be very careful when um, naming your book because that, that title is important. I think for the adult books, like, you know, with the children's books, I said that the imagery uh, the cover was more important. I think with adult books, the title is way more important than the cover.
0: Where do you like to read?
1: On my patio. At my favorite Say, I am an outside girl, so that's why I'm struggling with this cold weather that we are being slammed with here in Michigan. But um, I love, love being outdoors. So that's where I, I'm usually reading is outdoors. And in the wintertime, I'm usually in my chair with my window, by the window, with the blinds all the way up. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not outside. It feels like I'm
0: outside a yes. bit. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite drink, snack, or beverage to have beside you while you're reading, if any? A
1: glass of wine. I love me some wine, and I'm always if I if I got a book in one hand, I got my glass of wine in the other hand.
0: And what type of wine would it be? Red, white?
1: I like. Um, my favorite is a is a cherry red, or
0: a, just a plain riesling. Awesome. And do you have any snacks, or it's just the wine?
1: Usually it's just the
0: wine. Yep. Usually the wine. Is, that's
1: my. That's all I need: the wine and a good
0: book. Okay. How many books do you read a month?
1: Mm, I would only say about one. Not nearly as many as I used to when I was younger, because I, because I have five children, and um, so it's just really no time anymore. And not only that. Um, if I'm not um, tending to their needs I'm usually working on my own so I don't even have time to read as much as I used to because I'm writing more than anything now
0: Awesome, awesome What was your favorite book when you were a child? Where the Sidewalk Is by Shel Silverstein still one of my favorite books to
1: this day. It's still one of my favorite. And I um, read the poems out of it to my
0: children. Wow. So, um, do you hope that book becomes a movie? Or is it a movie out for that book?
1: Um, you know what? I don't know. Man, it would It would be kind of hard because it's a poetry book. Okay. And so yeah i don't know if i can maybe picture that as a a book but i will say the one one book that i have i was reading um was the secret and they just recently they didn't make a movie but they made a documentary out of it and they put it on netflix so i was so excited to see that made into um a, a doc series is what they call it and um, I'm enjoy. I've watched it so many times already um, on Netflix. So that is one of my books that I read, and then they
0: turned it into a movie. Um, oh, that is so fantastic. What's the last book you bought? The
1: last book that I bought, um, it was from a thrift store, because that's where I buy find a lot of my good books. Um, was a Return to Love by Marion Wilson and I I love her um, anyway so I I look her up on YouTube a lot and listen to a lot of her um her talks and everything that she has on her YouTube channel so she she's one of my favorites so okay. and so yep. Yeah.
0: was that a paperback or a hard yep cover paperback oh darn yep, yep. what you think is better when it comes to reading E-book, paper book, hardcover, or all the above? Um,
1: I would say all the above because reading is reading. But for me personally, I I like a good um, paperback or hardcover just because um, I like the way that books feel in my hands. And I and more than anything, my husband always tells me, he's like, you such a, a weird old bookworm. <laughs> I love the way they smell. I love, I love, love the smell of books, especially old books. Um, I love how they smell. So
0: yeah, I'm not an e-book person at all. What gifts do you have that you could use to bless others?
1: I would say that my gift, um, to write, um, it was the, the gift that was inside of me for, you know, a while that I didn't even realize was there until I published and finding out that the books have helped so many, um,
0: I was grateful to share that gift. That is a blessing, especially when you're writing books like, for kids like mine, Yes, yes, yes. What things have you done that make you the most proud of yourself? Hmm, let's see.
1: Just writing the books and getting them published, following through, because we, we have so many things that we aspire to do. And we dream about doing those things, and life gets in the way—kids, husbands, jobs—that stuff gets in the way, and so you have all of these plans to to follow through. And we put a lot of things for ourselves on the back burner. And so I'm I'm proud that I had this vision to write, and then I followed through. And so that way, when I'm showing my, you know, talking to my kids about following through. I can say, see, I had this vision and look at how I followed through and look at the benefits that, you know, came from me following through on what I wanted to do.
0: Um, Definitely, because you are the example.
1: Exactly, and you know, and we it, it's good because we have all this great advice for our children and, and we want them to follow it and we want the best for our kids, but it's even better when we can say, see, look, I did it and here goes the proof of it that I'm trying to tell you that when you follow through,
0: these are the benefits you, you'll reap from doing so. And always, you can do it also, and then you can do it better. Always acting on a cake. You can do it better than me.
1: That's right. That's what
0: I tell them. Yep. Absolutely. What do you think would make this world a better place to live in? Self love.
1: Because I think that a lot of the hate that we see is really just a result of the things that we hate about ourselves. Um, I think if more people love themselves, that they would have the ability to love others. Um, And so if I have self-acceptance, then I'm comfortable with allowing you to be who you are because I'm comfortable with who I am. And so, a lot of the hate that we see in the world now is just because we have so many people who are walking around broken and unhappy with themselves that it just spews
0: off into hate into others. Yes, yeah, it's like it's rubbing off. That's just yep. like rubbing off on someone else because you're having a bad day. Yep. Or you're not yep. accepting yourself, like you said. That's right. You're trying to make others just get in a feel group.
1: bad about themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yep, That's not going to happen. So we have to have
0: that strong (laughs) self-love. That's right. That's right. What advice can you give to kids that are not reading daily?
1: Something I say to my children a lot, and they're always like, oh, mama. But I'm like, listen, if you don't use it, you lose it. And so the more time that you spend away from reading and the further you get away from it, the harder that it will be to come back to it when you need it and so just i I would always say it's it's just so good to disconnect from uh technology and give your brain a break and do some reading daily i think it's important to read daily um because it what reading does anyways is it exercises different parts of the brain that we need to keep going to um be mentally strong. So it's almost like we exercise physically for our bodies and reading is like um,
0: the equivalent to, you know, mental exercising for your brain. And you are most definitely right. We do have to feed that brain. And we feed that brain by reading and learning new things. And I see why during the summertime, uh, they would say that kids lose a lot because they're not reading and if they yep. read over the summer as yep. the school start back they will start off strong that's right that's another that's right. reason why they had the reading program in place during the summer yep. at yep. most of these libraries you know you read exactly. books you get a gift card or you get a, a book of yep. your choice right or you right. get some tickets to go to the zoo you know like, yeah
1: yeah some type of incentive to keep it going and that's in my house we um what we do is there's no technologies until you know, read your 20 minutes for the day. So, yeah. you, you know, you earn, you have to earn your technology by doing, you know, something other than anything that's away from technology. And so reading is one of those things. You did your 20 minutes of reading. Oh, OK. Now you can earn your your cell phone
0: or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I love it when the teachers send home the homework and 30 minutes of reading a book is part of the homework and you have to locate how many minutes you read how many pages and what book that you read i love that absolutely my daughter has to do it they have
1: they actually both of them they have their reading logs, and they do just what you said they gotta read then write down the um book they read how long they read it
0: and then they have to have a parent signature Thank you. So nobody else can sign. The parent has to sign. So yep. kids that want to sign, mother and father signatures, not gonna work. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> what piece of advice can you give to a child that is reading books daily? I would say just keep reading. Keep on reading.
1: Um, gosh, it's just reading is. I like reading more than watching the movies. And to me, books are just so much more descriptive and it gives you the opportunity to use your imagination. But just keep on reading. And and once you get comfortable with, you know, at your certain level, challenge yourself and and maybe read something even harder. Um,
0: So just, yeah, just keep, continue reading,
1: keep on reading.
0: What tips can you give to parents to inspire their children to read books?
1: find books that spark interest. Um, I think where the schools get it wrong is that we have been reading the same types of books for decades and decades. And so here at, you know, when I was in school, I don't want to be reading the same book that my granny read in 10th grade because that's just what they've deemed every 10th grader should read some books yeah are classics, but we have to change with the times and if you want to get your kids um, reading and you want to spark that little reading bug inside of them you have to put books in front of them that they Um, are interested in so find out what types of things they like what is it that they're interested in get books that do you know that speak about those things and um and that's how and maybe you start small maybe you just find a maybe your son is interested in cars so maybe you find a, a magazine that talks about cars he still will have to read you know he can look at the pictures and read but you have to present books that they are interested in
0: most definitely, because I see a lot of kids interested in these these game consoles yep. and yep. stuff. Um, I just say, hey, turn all those games that you know you put inside those PS4s and Xboxes and you turn them into a book. Yes, for reading. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. What advice can you give to parents, teachers, relatives that are promoting kids to read?
1: The same thing,
0: just continue to
1: um, give them material that they can relate to. But also, I think it's important for for kids to see the adults in their lives that are encouraging them to read, to see them reading as well. And so, while I'm constantly promoting reading to my, my own children, they see me reading as well. So this is not something I'm just trying to make you do. Um, You see me doing it as well. And you don't want to make reading feel like a punishment. You want to make reading fun. So, you know, create rituals. Like, um, maybe they love hot cocoa. So it's like, okay, let's make a glass of hot cocoa while you read your book for your 20 to 30 minutes a night. So do things like that. Make reading fun. And because sometimes kids feel like their 20 minutes or 30 minutes of reading is a punishment and you don't want them to feel like that.
0: That is a marvelous tip. You are most definitely right. We are the example. So if they see us reading, hey, they said, hey, maybe I should get yep. a book and read with mom. Yep. What me and my son do, we take turns reading. So we act out the people in the book. Yeah, I love that. So if it's a scary character, I'll be the monster, and then I'll turn around and let him be a monster. But he loves it when it's a parent involved, because he always want to play someone's parent. So, he loved that. I love it. Because he said parents are the boss. So, you know, kids love to be the boss too. Sometimes. Yep, that's right. That's right. And they would get a kick out of it by telling yes. you what to do instead of you telling them. That's <laughs> right. That's, I love it. Uh, how can listeners follow you in or purchase your great books? So the books
1: are available in Barnes and Noble stores, barnesandnobles.com, Amazon, walmart.com and soon Walmart stores. This whole thing slowed things down a bit, but they'll be in Walmart stores I think sometime in the summer, but they are on walmart.com right now. You can get them um from Target.com, so that's just like a new thing that I've been celebrating, like, yay, I'm on Target now. So they can get them from uh, Target.com. And then um, I have a website, and it's dot kidslikeminecom and you can purchase the books, the dolls, the shirts, um, I have puzzles, and other things. Also, all the things that I offer, you can purchase on my website. And um, you, I'm on um, Facebook uh, for kids like mine,
0: and I am on Instagram for kids like mine. Awesome! And I do have a quote of the day: okay. "You are never too old, too wacky, too wild, to pick up a book and read to a child." Oh, that's I love that. By Dr. Seuss. Yes, yes. I love, love, love it. And he also says, remember kids, there are books out there for everyone to read from sci-fi, nerds, to fairy tales, to people with the same type of experiences in life. Yes, 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 yes. And you can follow this podcast channel on all social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at From Wig Weave to Natural well Hair. And if you would like to be a guest on this podcast channel, simply send an email to From Wig Weave to Natural well at gmail.com. Remember to share this information that you heard today with someone else, maybe someone else out there is looking for a very good book for their child to read sharing is caring subscribe or support this podcast channel would there be anything else you would like for them to know no just just keep reading
1: there's that my final thing
0: is reading is our superpower and you heard it straight from the author reading is your superpower Thank you all for listening. Please listen to previous segments or subscribe and support this podcast channel. And if you do subscribe, once a segment is dropped, it will be available for your ears to hear and sharing is caring. That is our time, guys. You all take care of yourself and don't forget to read a book and read a book to that child and have that child to read back to you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.